back, you guys, to finally getting on with the My Paranormal Life podcast. I know you guys have been long-suffering and awaiting my return to completing what I promised you last year. Um, I appreciate your patience. I also am with my hubby today. He is going to be my co-host. Say hi, hubby. Hubby. (laughs) So, uh, as promised, I brought him on because, as you all know, he is a skeptic, slightly, a little bit more logic-brained, and he does go on the explorations with me, but he is definitely my more, like, let's find a logical reason to maybe why some things occur whenever we do investigations. Not that I automatically assume that everything that I experience on my investigations is paranormal. I definitely, as well as, you know, him, try to find logical explanations. But when you can't explain something, ergo, it's paranormal. So with that being said, we are going to continue on Penhurst and... Basically, what I want to try to achieve in this podcast is allow my husband to tell his experience of what he encountered as a skeptic from a skeptic's perspective. And then um, in part three, I will be closing up basically all of the evidence and experiences that we collectively had together. So without further ado... Where this happened was in the tunnel systems at Penhurst. I've already explained to you guys the the history of Penhurst, per se, in episode one. So this basically happened in the tunnel system. We investigated the Mayflower building, the Devon building, the infirmary, and the tunnels. Is that it? Yeah, I think I did that. We had four four locations, uh, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then and the infirmary was a brand new location. They really they have just, just that. opened that. Yeah. And that was very exposed and very open. Um, so the elements trying to do EVP work and stuff like that was kind of almost impossible i feel like in the infirmary because it was exposed to the outside element so much i mean there was when the infirmary was the one that was kind of tucked in the side of the building yeah it wasn't on the main grounds it's kind of eerie just getting up to it right right um but what where we had this experience that hubby is going to explain was in the tunnel system and the tunnel system runs all underneath and connects all the buildings of Penhurst. So as you can imagine, if you have heard of any other tunnel systems in locations in the paranormal field, they're a bad place. Bad things happen. There was usually no supervision down there. It was used for patient transportation from one location to the next, typically by, you know, a worker in the Uh, asylum or not asylum in the hospital or infirmaries and it was i guess if you don't see it it didn't happen or you can't speak of it kind of deal and we know that a lot of these people that were in penhurst were nonverbal. i mean they really couldn't speak up and say hey this situation happened 
There were a lot that, you know, were on the autism spectrum or had uh, a form of mental disability that, you know, they could, they couldn't speak. And so that it's very sad to think of what possibly could have happened in these tunnels to those who couldn't rightfully stand up to themselves. And I will say in these tunnels, I felt a very uneasy presence. Um, and I believe if I do recall, there is a spirit known as King that was supposed to be quote unquote haunting this tunnel system. And I just, I have to say there was definitely, there was one area in this tunnel system that was, I was uncomfortable in and it's huge. And when you're down there, there is no airflow. It does echo quite a bit. I will say the acoustics there is is very loud. Um, So with that being said, I'm going to have Hubby explain our experience. Now, who was here with us was myself, my husband, and my husband's friend. And this was the first time that he had went on an investigation with us. So I had to kind of, as I explained earlier, I had to give him a rundown um, of how I like to do things and how I approach things. Um, and he opened up to me a little bit that he does kind of sometimes sense and see and experience things as, um, as I do. I don't, I don't know if it's the same type of experiences, but he has had experience. So he is a slight believer as well, but he is also very techie. My husband's very techie. So I appreciate having them on board because that allows me to hone in on what I do best, but I'm sorry, I'll stop rambling. No, no, you're fine. There was, oh, there were other people down in the tunnel as well. Um, you know, part of the group. That yes. We were in, How were big actually, was our group? We had. Uh, it was probably us three, the other couple. So that was five, two, and then and two then, other ones. Yeah. There was a, another, and then there so was there what three? Seven or nine people yeah, they tried to keep the group small, and like I said, I do appreciate that, and I do appreciate. I explained to them in part one how I like the way Penhurst divvied up our groups because the the questions that they asked like we we were there because we really wanted to do a paranormal exploration we really weren't into like we we weren't afraid like you know how they had the questionnaires are you experienced what are what are you and i appreciated that because i felt like our tour guide definitely gave us the experience that we wanted like he was very paranormal driven and right yeah Anyway, whenever we were down in there, you know, we were getting different things as far as a balloon that had a little um, LED light in it, and the balloon would move back and forth um, for minutes upon minutes, and with no airflow, that definitely could be explained. Um, and no movement. And no movement. We weren't yeah, moving we were either. standing still for quite some time just watching this balloon go back and forth, back and forth. Um, but there was one area down... Um, one of the corridors of the tunnel system that actually went into, um, I guess, what currently was a construction area that they were redoing one of the buildings. So they had the tunnel system blocked off going into that building because of the construction. And we, you know, did try to do some EVPs and stuff there with all of us there together and really wasn't getting anything. So the males actually left and the females stayed and the females actually started getting more activity once the males left. So, we were pretty sure that that had something to do with the spirits and who they were comfortable with and who or they who they wanted, wanted to, to intimidate to. that too that too um 
but as I was venturing on and letting them do their investigation, I actually heard a whistle, and it was loud and clear. It, I told her it almost sounded like it was inside of your head. It, it was weird because it was plain as day. But I heard it as well. Yeah, and it, it was a specific whistle, and I can still remember it to this day. So, of course, me being the skeptic, the first thing I do is I start running around asking everybody who whistled, and if anybody whistled. Well, I went to the first couple and nobody whistled there. They didn't hear it. So I went down to the other end of the tunnel and there was a, a gentleman standing outside of the tunnel talking to the tour guide. And I walked out. I said, excuse me. I said, did either one of you whistle? And the one guy said, yes. And I'm like, oh, okay, this explains it. And I asked him, I said, well, how did you whistle? And he kind of gave me a certain whistle, which was completely different than, than the one that I heard. So I'm not sure if maybe... The whistle that we heard was in response to this gentleman's whistle. But the thing is, it was just a completely random whistle that we were meant to hear. The thing is about that, whenever you said you asked the gentleman if he whistled and he said, yes, he does. He does whistle. He did. Whistle. Or he did whistle. Okay. I didn't hear his whistle. I didn't hear his whistle either. Because when he whistled the way he said he did. Which was almost like a musical that. tune, with how you explained. Like, because you came back and you were like, this is how he said he whistled. Uh -huh. And it was kind of a musical tune. Right. Well, this one was kind of like a whoo. His whistle was almost like a whistle like you're trying to call somebody. Like, yeah. And the whistle that I heard was more of a whoo. Yeah. So it was you know completely different tone, completely different notes. And the whistle that... In my opinion, and this is just me, whenever, when I heard it, I smirked. I smiled because I knew immediately. And hit, the look on my husband's face was like, what the fuck? And I, in my, me being me, I immediately knew that whistle was not from this realm. It was a certain type of tone, a certain type of audible quality that legit sounded like it was in another realm. It was on a different plane. Because if that gentleman whistled, I would have heard it plain as day. It would have pierced my ears slightly different. Yeah, and it, it wasn't in the distance. It was like right, right next to right us. Right next to you. Yes. But it wasn't real loud. No. But loud enough that you weren't it's mistaken a whistle. on what it was. And it was kind of one of those whistles, like, and even it had a personality to it in a sense of, here I am. Yeah, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm over here. Right. So that was, that was pretty cool. And, and it was cool, me being, you know, the believer and having all these experiences and him being, you know, semi-skeptic. It was, it was kind of cool because I just kind of, chalk that up to a, a paranormal win for me well we did find out later by some of the shows that you watched that other people have heard very similar whistles in those tunnels was that destination fear i think so yeah because that was the show that you watched right after we went there and i'm like oh, they and it happened. yes i think you're right uh -huh. yeah so yeah and unfortunately i know i said that i'm going to be giving you any audible evidence that i you know can capture and have you guys listen to I, unfortunately, we did not capture that whistle on our EVP. My EVP recorder, and unfortunately, my EVP recorder at the time was at the end of the 
tunnel that they were doing construction on because I was actively in that location trying to connect with spirits to see if, you know, by them, and this is a theory in the paranormal world, by them doing construction, typically it stirs up activity. And I thought, okay, this would be a really good active area. I'm going to focus in on this. So unfortunately, no one had their EVP recorder around. Did you, were you holding yours? So. Well, I have not listened to yours uh, to well, see if it might not have been captured because I was standing there with you guys when we heard it, but my EVP was down by the door where the construction area well, was. Well, I was on them. You should hear. Yeah, because I'm currently going through and trying to find all of my my paranormal investigative work and things that I can share with you. So if I do find that, I'll actually have to look into that today and do some footwork because if I do find that, then I will bring it to you guys on the final episode with with all of the the cool evidence that we captured and the experiences that we had. But um so with you being a skeptic Oh, it was definitely something that couldn't be explained. Um, I mean, my whole ideal around paranormal is, I don't know, pretty cut and straightforward. Um, I mean, I, I can't say it doesn't exist, but I don't chalk everything up to being paranormal. I don't necessarily pay attention to it. If something happens, I'll kind of shrug it off. But, you know, something like that was definitely eye, eyebrow raising um, as far as, huh, what was that? You know, it definitely can't be explained. And, could definitely be something out there that uh, that wanted us to know they were there. And I do think that we were on to something because this is a, this is a second try with this uh, podcast because I apologize if you did listen or one of the listeners that listened to the first one that was recorded. I realized that my microphone is shit, so I upgraded. And hopefully you can hear us loud and clear now. And... Um, and if you listen to part one, hopefully, you know, you'll listen to this again because there's no two podcasts are the same. As much as I try to keep the format the same, there's different things and topics that we, I'm sure we'll touch on that we didn't touch on the last one, but all is well. But my my thing is whenever we were talking about this on the last, the, 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 the first try of this podcast, you and I both, I think, had an aha moment at the same time of whenever that gentleman was doing the whistle that he did, and we heard the whistle that we heard, which was not the same whistle, we think now, because at that time we just thought, holy shit, we heard a whistle, but now we think it was in response to the gentleman who was trying exactly. to get them because of the, the accounts of that's a lot of what you hear down in the tunnel system is the whistle. Yeah, and unfortunately, I didn't think about trying to redo it and react it or keep listening to see if I get anything back. I was kind of blown away by what I heard, so. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so definitely unexplainable, but um, interesting in the same. And in those moments where you're kind of like in the moment, I feel like the more that I go to these places, the more I open myself, the more I do investigative work, the less shock and all value I do have. And the more I'm just kind of like, all right, let's get into it. But you, you're still pretty fresh to all of this. So you still have those shock and all moments of where you kind of like take a few steps back and you're trying to like rationalize. Once in a while, I mean, I, I can honestly say the places that we've been to, we're fairly quiet. 
as far as experiences while you're you're right there. Um, I'm sure you picked up EVPs and stuff like that, but as far as personal experiences and recognizing what's happening at the moment, I just I that's really one of the only. Yeah, I will have yeah. Hubby back on to talk about the one other place that he has gone with me. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say where because I'm keeping all of these a surprise, but um, I will have him back on talking about his experiences. And we do have three locations that he will be going with me. So he's about ready to get thrown into the fire this year. Um, and and it's, it's all his fault because he got them for me for Christmas. I'm the type of person where he asked me what I want for Christmas. And I said, I want to do more <laughs> investigation. So wherever you, here's some places that, that's on my bucket list that I've been wanting to go to for a while. So I'm not going to say where, but we are going to three very notoriously haunted locations they have all been investigated by the big gu the big guns that you see on tv um i try because of my mediumship i try not to i do like to watch them for the history but to be totally honest with you since i've hit in my 40s i will watch them and I don't remember a freaking thing afterwards. It's almost like my brain goes blank. Like I have no recollection of it well, whatsoever. You know, no, I don't. But I do like watching just to see what kind of evidence they have captured, just to kind of get a, a feeling. But some of these places I like to go in pretty, pretty blind. And there is one of these locations that I, I have not looked up anything that I feel the need to go in blind and um and that's typically and i'll explain that because i kind of did that with penhurst like i'm not ignorant to what penhurst was um but as far as like the details of penhurst and like really like digging like getting on the internet and digging for information i did not do that because i like to open myself and allow whatever spirits or entities that are there to kind of come to me and I open myself about a half hour before I get to the location. And typically how I do that is I will try to block everything out. I'll put in headphones. If I, if I'm, you know, kind of, I don't like to say, tell, say the term being chauffeured, but if I'm not the one that's driving, then I'm able to really like put in, you know, block out noise, close my eyes and I, I pretty much have a whole, I don't want to call it a ritual, but that is what it is that I do to be able to open and allow the spirits to come in and give me whatever visions or information that they want me to have for the time that I'm going to come and be there and do the investigation. And with Penhurst, it came on its own. Like I wasn't even ready to open and we were about an hour out and I looked all of a sudden I had this, this voice, like this, like loud screaming voice, just, I could hear it in my head and it was just piercing. And I looked at my husband and I'm like, Hey, do you have pen and paper? Because it's starting. And he was like all confused because <laughs> I mean, this, this is something that, and you know that about me, if you've been listening to my podcast, this is something that I've just, I haven't. I've had these abilities my whole life. I've shut them off for a long time. 
I'm in the process of kind of reopening and back up and learning to kind of hone in and develop my practice and own it, basically. And it's definitely been a new experience for my husband. I feel like it's it's very cool, though, as a skeptic, because there has been Penhurst was a great location and the place where this kind of catalyst my journey, which I've already touched on that, which was the Haldeman Mansion. Um, both of those, I felt like kind of shell shocked you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Verified a lot. It does. And that is, and that is paranormal to me. What, what I receive, I have no explanation as to what I, why I seen what I seen. I just know that I receive it and, and I write it down and I will utilize it because what Penhurst did is they gave us a history tour before we even separated to do the paranormal investigation. So it was cool to find out that a lot of what I was seeing um, in my, my opening was verified on the, the history tour and then come to find out whenever we went to do the paranormal end of it, that one of probably one of the most, probably second to most horrific things that I ever witnessed as far as visions goes was totally verified in our paranormal exploration, which was awesome. So to have... I guess my husband be a part of that and him being a skeptic to me is credit. It, it helps my credibility as I go out there and I try to build a name for myself and really make this a, a thing that, uh, that I want to do because I'm passionate about it. I, I, I would love to grow and hone in on my abilities and really use them for good. Basically. I mean, I'm not doing this just to be like, Oh, there's proof of paranormal. No, there is proof of paranormal. I mean, I'm going to spend probably the rest of my life trying to, to prove that. But my, what I want to do is when I seen the vision, I don't want to speak on it because that's going to, I'm saving that for part three. But when I see visions like this, there's a part of me in my soul and my spirit that I just want to help. Why are you stuck here? Why do you feel that you have to stay here? You can move on. You don't have to linger here, especially if I experience a horrible vision or a pain that I was seeing. You know, I feel I, I really do because when I pass, I don't want to be stuck in a, in a bad situation, you know, and I granted, I, I pray I don't die in a hard way. But if I did die in a hard way like this person did, you know, I wouldn't want to be stuck there and reliving it for the rest of my eternity, right. you know. It really is, you know, and that's if I can help an entity recognize that, hey, this this isn't what you have to do forever. You can move on and there is, you know, a, a better place for your your spirit to go. But then there goes my whole, you know, my whole spiritual trifecta that I believe in. Are the entities, the spirits that we encounter in these paranormal investigations, are they just that? Is it just energy? It's not the soul. The soul is somewhere else. Is it truly just their energy that is imprinted? You know, but then what explains intelligent haunts? Like ones that whistle back. 
you know, and this is, this is why I do what I do because I'm passionate about it. And I, I really feel like a lot of these places have so many stories to tell. And I think it's kind of amazing how there are spirits that linger on that just continue to feel the need to be there and tell them for whatever reason. So are you excited for this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like to find out the history of the places, the stories behind it. And then if we catch anything, that's even icing on the cake. So Hubby is more of an urban explorer, as I like yeah. to call him. He likes the history and the run-down buildings and being able to kind of be in that atmosphere and see all that. And me, I go for the, obviously, I'm there for the ghosties. I'm there to, to, to communicate, to try to find resolution for them and uh yeah Headhurst is an amazing place i highly 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 recommend if you've never been going i will tell you it's extremely sad it is a very i wasn't scared a lot of people say you know when you go into these places do you get scared there i've never really feels too scared going to these places because I, the reason that that is, is they're people just like you and me. When you start to understand that these are people just like you and me at one point in time, their power is no bigger than my power. Even if I face a negative energy, um, their power is no more than mine. And so I refuse to allow fear to get in the way. Now, some of these places, do they feed on fear? Absolutely. Do I feel like if I have a scaredy cat with me, I am going to get a little bit more activity? Yes, I do. But that's not what I'm there for. I, yes, I want to experience things, but I want to communicate. And I want to try to do it in a respectful and educated way, not just capture. There's so many people that go into these, and not that I'm downing them for doing this, because I know everyone has their own reason why they do what they do and their passions but i'm not going into these places just to capture paranormal evidence i want to connect i am very big on connection and understanding again why are you here why do you feel that you have to linger why do you feel like you can't move on some of these spirits might just have something to say you know not anything more than that and, and feel like you lend an ear to hear because of your abilities it might allow them to wrestle with you you never know. You never know. True. I won't know. I will one day mm-hmm. when I'm one myself and I'm going to haunt the shit out of something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't want to stay here at all. I, I keep telling God every time. If When I die, I definitely don't want to come back as a woman. If reincarnation is real, definitely please do not make me a woman again. I will beg. But I would love to be someone's spirit guide. I, I definitely feel like that that job in heaven, great job. I'll probably be stressed out, and I'll probably get a basket case, such as myself. That'll probably be my heavenly karma. Yeah. My spirit guide right now is like, you want to be a spirit guide? Yeah, you okay. You okay. We're going to give you a basket case, and then let's see how much you enjoy being a spirit guide. All right. Well, any closing words, babe, about Penhurst? Since I'm not going to have you on anymore. No, no. Interesting place. Interesting history. Lots of stories. Sad. Lots of untold stories. I feel. Yeah. Things that still need to be 
told and brought to people's attention. A lot of unfinished business there, by the way. Yeah. And like I said, I'll explain my experiences and the the few paranormal um, experiences that, that we did collectively have. But that place, when I stepped foot on that property, I cannot tell you how loud it was. And I know that when he steps on the property, my husband, he just hears silence and sees the buildings. But when I stepped on that property, all I could hear was just moaning and groans and screams and just because a lot of these people again were not vocal and i heard that i heard the way that it sounded like i could hear it on the grounds as soon as i stepped on and i'm sure that 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 place yes it holds a lot of energy but it holds a lot of sadness and i'm very grateful that we have evolved as a society to not look at those people as outcasts and not want to shun them from the world, but just kind of help, help them with their life and give them a life to live instead of treating them like caged animals. It's, it was very, very sad, but all right. Well, thank you, hubby for being a sport. And guys, I will be looking forward to part three coming up soon.